Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast, our special mini-series based on the D23 Expo 2019. Day three, we just <laughs> literally walked out of the Anaheim Convention Center and boy, the D23 closing blues have just kicked I in know. hardcore. There's not another one for two years. Two years. Uh, I'm Tom, as always, or most of the time, I'm here with my <laughs> wonderful, beautiful, gorgeous D23 blues Yay. having wife now, Michelle. Hi, thanks, honey. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us again. We are recording this episode on Sunday. Yes, it is August 25th. Literally, we just got back from the Anaheim Convention Center, and boy, I can't tell you how much the D23 Expo ending blues have just kicked. I mean, I was literally, <laughs> literally in tears as right. I was walking away from the convention center. Oh, I know. And it, and it made it even harder when they had um, at the exit area, a bunch of the Disney cast members there kind of forming a line from two sides to allow people to come and high five. As cheering us as we left. I, I mean, I mean maybe it was cheering <laughs> like, yes, goodbye. But I mean, literally they were so, by the way, I'm going to stop before we go any farther in this. All you cast members, all the volunteers, everybody that took care of people throughout this entire expo. Look, we some some of these Disney fans, we ran into several of them, are not the easiest people to deal uh. with. There were several that we saw that seemed like they felt like they were owed everything, okay? And you all tolerated them and were the utmost professionals right. that we expect from Disney cast members. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you to all of you. If you're a Disney cast member, I hope you hear this. If you know a Disney cast member, please thank them for us because you were wonderful. Did, did everything go perfectly? Of course not. They, nothing of this size is going to go perfectly, but you all did a magnificent job. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I know Michelle agrees with oh, me. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. And all the thank volunteers, you, thank you. too. I mean, there's yes. tons of people who are doing this. Security. Um, right. Everybody that took part in this. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. And they were they were amazing. And they made it such a special, magical moment. Yes. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a wonderful weekend. I mean, like yeah. I said, I know things didn't go perfectly. There were some issues with lines. There were some issues with reservations, some other stuff. But you know what? It ended up being a fantastic weekend. Uh, the giant group of Disney fans getting together. Right. Uh, another thing, those of you who cosplayed this weekend, another applause yeah. to you. The cosplay Woo. was spectacular. Every time we were walking through the halls, just looking right and left, you were amazing. Thank you to everybody that took part in this. Uh, it was phenomenal. A lot of creativity. And you were telling me, I mean, unfortunately it happened on the day yeah. that I was kind of uh, tapped out, tapped out for, for the expo. You, but you were telling me about the, the people who actually won the masquerade party. Yes. Uh, if you haven't, I, they've been all over uh, social media, so you've probably seen it, but uh, there were several great costumes and yes. some of them are out there, but the ones I think, I believe that one, but uh, they were excellent was there were uh, a lot of the princesses. It may have been all of the princesses in their princess gowns and they would 
walk and they look like and they're you know just perfect princesses in their gowns and they lift their arms up and the gowns would become teacups and they would spin <laughs> it was awesome so it was amazing fantastic. it was creative it was outstanding but yeah uh, finally i want to say one more thank you to my wife michelle Aww. because you know um she had an absolutely awful day on friday i mean miserable i've talked oh. about it uh food poisoning whatever the case may be she was just in a really really bad shape and Aww. she was able to overcome that after just being miserable on friday recover and really rally through saturday and then again today Aww, and i know you're still not a hundred percent but thank you for Aww. all you've done and how wonderful you are and ra- there's a lot of people that that would have wiped them out it would have been done and Aww. you had the strength uh, which is one of the things that I'm so impressed about you, Aww, the strength so to make it through this weekend. Well, thank you, honey. You're the best. And I really appreciate that. Um, I couldn't have done this without you. I think if you hadn't been here, I would have either just been laying in bed or, <laughs> or giving in and calling 911 or something <laughs> to get me to a clinic or, or get some IVs in me. But um, you really took care of me as the most amazing sweetheart of a husband yeah. that you are. Uh, you know, that even even when she was, you know, feeling almost at her worst, she was a, she sent me off and said, yes, go to the Disney Plus panel. Go ahead. You know, um, credit to you, honey. Aww, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you to everybody. Um, it has been a wonderful weekend. But let's get yes. it. We still have one more day to talk about. You're not here to hear us thank everybody. You're here to <laughs> hopefully listen to us uh, recap what happened today and lots of stuff. Oh happened today, gosh. this morning, and we'll get to that in a moment. Of course, we're going to talk about the I'm Disney <laughs> Parks Experiences and Products panel. But well, we just witnessed some, a couple other panels that were really magnificent as mm-hmm. well. Uh, for one thing, we saw the Art of Storytelling that was hosted uh, by uh, John Stamos and his wife. Right. And uh, they had uh, Floyd Norman there. And of course, you know him, just a classic animator, yeah. worked back with, the, uh, you know, with Walt back right. in the day. Uh, then they had Tony Baxter, who's the classic Imagineer, who's done so many of these great attractions that we love at the parks. Uh, Don Hahn, who has mm-hmm. been the producer and created so many of our Disney favorites that we love. And another uh, animator who's done some great recent stuff, and Paul Briggs, who's, uh, of course, worked on Frozen, and he's now working on uh, the, the, the new film that's coming out next year for uh, you know Disney animation. Right. But Ray, uh, the Ray had the last dragon. dragon. Thank you yeah. for reminding me because I was drawing a blank there on it, because it's, it's been such a crazy weekend. But uh, it was a great panel. They just, you know, they were discussing everything, the art of storytelling, essentially how they come up with these concepts, what it goes through, and that includes, you know, yes, of course, animating, but and and features, but also the storytelling on these attractions, which you know, and how they uh, go through it and make those happen. And it was it was really an interesting and fascinating panel. Truly fascinating. I mean, obviously, we really love Floyd Norman. We've heard him speak at the last uh, D23, but it was fun this time really getting him to talk about his experiences with Walt, which you could tell he really adored Walt. Um, but he had some fun tales. Some he threw up some fun. They threw up some fun pictures that you know with the storyboard that Walt's thing was. He wasn't trying to correct what they did or adjust what they did. He actually just kind of like, no, this doesn't work, and mm-hmm. pulled it off. And 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 how he said, you know, that you know a good what I think he said like seventy five percent of what you draw is just not going to make it. 
but the the key gems are what makes it mm-hmm. and and that's what really makes their job fulfilling that that yes they they know a lot of things are not are going to be rejected but there is going to be some real key things that are near and dear that are going to make it to the films or to the animation or to the mm-hmm. excuse me to the um attractions yeah yeah, it was an incredible panel with uh, some really amazing people, and uh, just couldn't be happier that we made it to that one. And right, uh, it, it was, was also interesting to hear how Walt really, you know, he was big into storyboarding, and that that wasn't the uh-huh. the real process that a lot of movie makers did until Walt really showed that, and that even you know, some major names like Alfred Hitchcock, who started mm-hmm. using Steven storyboarding, Spielberg. right? Yeah. You know, and that now that has become more the methodology mm-hmm. of storytelling for a movie. Right. You know, it may be, uh, you know, used now with computers, but that that process of using, you know, some just key pictures is what is used now yeah i mean you know so many things that walt has done or been backed behind and so many things that uh the walt disney company has created and 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 you know really been the inventor of that has revolutionized the film industry in many industries you know the the parks industry for that matter uh but uh, you know that was something i didn't know and yeah, fascinating and it totally makes sense yeah. so a uh, great panel and uh we wrapped up almost in, in we just left this a little bit ago wrapped up the entire weekend with uh what was the 30th anniversary of the disney voices panel which was uh amazing right uh one of the best panels we went to all weekend yeah uh it was really great uh if you don't know what and they, they explained this to us I, I mean i knew that some of these disney voices and everything and you know how famous they are for doing disney voices and stuff uh but uh what they didn't know what, what i didn't know is that up until i, I think it was 83 right. was that there was an issue with especially like with the the fab four, you know, or whatever the case may right. be, the five, six, whatever you want to call it, the main grouping of that. There were many different people voicing them at those point. Uh, Mickey, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Goofy, Donald, all the main people that you know, okay, all the main characters that you know, and that, that sometimes um, the dialogue they were saying didn't quite mesh up with what you would they would expect on a Disney level. It wasn't up to Disney's standards, essentially. Right. And, yeah, and that they hadn't really come up with a way to standardize not just how they spoke, but the type of dialogue that they would have. And I thought that was fascinating. Right. So this group was put together to kind of standardize it. So these would be the people that would handle all the Disney voice work. And not just, of course, the big group, the Fab Five, right. uh, but also... All the characters that had voices throughout the park, I, I believe they said there was over a hundred of them that they had to have voices for to be ready to go, you know, for these different animated characters. Yeah. It was interesting to hear how, you know, one letter to Roy Disney about a concern for the fact that there was, you know, although they had, you know, for animation, they had pictures that people would follow to make sure they created the animation art to be you know consistent and standardized Mm -hmm. that they didn't have that with voices and one email or one letter 
to Roy Disney really got things going and that, you know, rel- you know, when you look at a big company like Disney in a relatively short time, I think it was like less than a year that they actually did get approval and funding for a department, albeit small, <laughs> right. a department that would actually take a look at this and start bringing some conformity to it. Right. So they ended up, they, they some of the people that are already voicing the main parts of these uh, roles, that they kept them in and then they went out to basically do a talent hunt for some of the other great voices that would take over these roles. And uh, it was really fascinating to hear that and find out what they, you know, what they ended up with the, the group. And of course, we just lost the great Rusi Taylor, who uh, voiced Minnie Mouse. And uh, I, the, the, our, our host had really got emotional when uh, talking about her and how great she was. And um, of course, now they're obviously looking for a new Minnie, but uh, no one's going to replace, uh, replace Rusi uh, in that role, right. at least not in their hearts, you know, right at this point. But um, yeah, go ahead. And I was just amazed to hear that the voice that they had for Mickey Mouse, you know, then they talked about the chemistry that the two of them actually had with doing, you know, the work that they did with Mickey and Minnie's voiceovers and that they became a couple. Yeah, and, and they got, were married. They got married. Yeah. And it, it was just amazing to hear how phenomenal that was. They actually showed a video clip that was taken at like a company Christmas party right. where the two of them came out and sang a song as Mickey and Minnie. It was uh, it was adorable. Uh, really cute. Yeah. Uh, but the you know the good thing is that right after that they brought out the the voices of of Mickey and of Goofy and of Donald. So it was of course uh, Brett Ewan who has taken over as Mickey just in the last ten years. Right. He took over. As a matter of fact, this is the ten year anniversary of, since he took over as Mickey. Uh, of course, we had Bill Farmer who is Goofy and also plays Pluto. By yes. the way, just so you know, he says that. The good thing about Pluto is that, you know, he can play it in all sorts of different languages because his bark <laughs> is the okay. same in English as it is in French, as it is in German, as it is in Japanese. Right. And then, of course, we had Tony Anselmo, who plays uh, Donald and who uh, has been doing it for many years. As a matter of fact, he was uh, groomed as playing Donald uh, from Ducky, who played him uh, before that. And um they were interesting to listen to and how they got the parts, how they learned to nuance the role and some very interesting stuff. And then they did a cool sketch where they also brought out Jim Cummings, who <laughs> plays the voice of Pete, by the way. Right. And they did this great sketch. And guess what? I recorded it. Here it is. We're at the D23 Expo. Gorge. They said folks are going to want to take pictures with us and get autographs. <laughs> Well, uh, where do you think we should set up, Mickey? Huh, um, uh, how about over here? Uh, this looks like a good spot. Out of my way, you yardsticks. <laughs> that primo table is mine. <laughs> yeah, Pete, we spotted that table first. Finders keepers, baby. Yeah, well, you losers are gonna be weepers. On account of because my fans deserve to see me in the best light and at the biggest table. After all, I need lots of space for my piles of pictures and foam fingers and signature bobbleheads and whatnot. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I guess we can set up over in this corner, pals. Okie dokie, I got the table. And I've got our markers and our pictures. And we're going to 
<laughs> well, Bob, the, the crowd should be here any minute. Oh, hey, what's the matter, boys? Not popular enough? Or is everybody just here to see me? Ah, <laughs> uh, don't listen to him, guys. I'm sure we'll get lots of fans real soon. <laughs> should have worn our Kingdom Hearts costumes. <laughs> yeah, I tried, but security wouldn't let me in my keyblade. <laughs> Come on now, folks. Stand back. Don't push for the line. You'll all get your photos and autographs. And don't forget to purchase up a bottle head or ten. <laughs> no need to look at the knuckleheads over in the corner. Nothing to see there. amazing was that I know, right i know i thought i was gonna die laughing when they brought up kingdom hearts my yeah favorite video game if they only did a sora donald uh, goofy, goofy. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> if you have not played kingdom hearts yeah, you need to do that yeah. it's a great and then you'll know what that means but yeah um no it was it was classic they did some other stuff with uh, jim cummings did some he does so many voices yes. that, that they did some great stuff with him and right. winnie the pooh right tigger honda onaka I know. Yeah, if you've been to star wars galaxy's edge or if you watch the clone wars or uh, star wars rebels you know who honda onaka is that's jim cummings as well nice yeah so uh that was great it was just amazing and, and then they you know wrapped up that segment and then like, hey, you know what? We're not done yet. Matter of fact, by the way, this session went like 40, 45 minutes longer than right. it was scheduled to in the program. Uh, that's because they, they really wanted to hit all this stuff great. Then they brought out four Disney legends, all Disney princesses. Of course, they brought out Jody Benson from, of course, who plays Ariel from right. Little Mermaid. Paige O'Hara, who is Belle Hello. from Beauty and the Beast. Linda Larkin, who plays... Of course, Jasmine from Aladdin. And then Anika Nani Rose, who plays um, Tiana from The Princess and the Frog. And they all came out and they did a long talk with them about their characters and how they developed them. And uh, just so much wonderful stuff. Uh, it was it was amazing to see these four princesses on stage together. Just, you could tell they, they really, it, it's a great kind of, 
sorority of right. these of these Disney princesses, and they really enjoy each other's company. Yeah, you could tell that when they were probably called to do Wreck-It Ralph, that there was no question that they were happy to get mm-hmm. together. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, Paige O'Hara is now uh, become an artist, and she's actually been signed by Disney. She's doing art uh, for Disney, and she came out with paintings for Ariel, for Jasmine, and for Tiana, of course, the actresses, and presented them to them. And there were tears flowing from me, (laughs) Um, but definitely also from all of them on the stage. It was a beautiful, touching moment. And, and, you know, and especially I think, you know, Anika Nani Rose, I mean, the other ones have been together. You know, think of those movies. Those all came out in the 80s, 90s. Okay, so they've been doing this together, making these tours, showing up at D23s, Disney Legends thing for a long time. Uh, Nika Nani Rose is relatively new. She, yes, she's a Disney legend, but she's relatively new compared to the rest. But the fact that, you know, it, it like I said, it's a giant sorority. I, right. I think that she was even more touched by than some of the others yes. that, you know, that the, these greats, you know, not that she's not great. I'm just saying that they, you right. know, that they've been there doing this for so long are so welcoming, you know, into this group. Yeah. Um, there was one other thing that came up mm-hmm. as well. And I don't know if you want me to bring it up here or wait, but. Anthony Gonzalez. Oh, that's came right. I forgot about from, Anthony Gonzalez. From yes. Coco. And although, um, and he looks adorable. And although he has aged and matured. Right. And they still want to at times have the, the, voice, the voice of Miguel. Miguel. Yeah. Now his younger brother is now the voice of Miguel. Right. And they brought the both of them on and they sang Remember Me Together and it was phenomenal. Yeah, uh, I've got that. Let me give you a little piece of that. Remember me Though I have to say goodbye Remember me Don't let it make you cry For even if I'm far away I hold you in my heart Okay, so that was, as you can hear there, magnificent. And his little brother sounds like Miguel. He sounds like uh, Anthony Gonzalez did uh, when he was at that age. And it was was fun seeing that he was so excited that his younger brother now has this as well. That, you know, is is really sharing in the joy that he got to as part of the Disney family. And if you heard the music in the background, it was from the Mariachi Divas who are regularly, they regularly appear at uh, Disney California Adventure Park. If you're out there, um, search out when they're on stage because they they always put on a fantastic show. It's well worth stopping over, getting a bite to eat. There's usually a shady spot there. There's some great food over there in the Paradise Grill and they have a little, I don't know, just a little stage area and they come out there and they perform regularly. Find out the times, go see them because they're magnificent. Now, when you say shady place. Yeah, wow. You mean literally. Literally shade. (laughs) Like, you know, not throwing shade. Not figuratively shady. Not shady shady like we're sneaking around. No, actually a nice place where there's some covers to get out of the sun, especially on a warm day like it was today. Uh, So back to the princesses again. Yes, thank you for uh, reminding me of that because that was a a fantastic moment at the show. And I'm I'm glad Michelle took notes today. I did not. I was just crying all day long. so uh, that was great. And then okay, uh, we already had the the uh, four Disney princesses out there. Then they brought out Jennifer Goodwin. Now, if you don't know who Jennifer Goodwin is, she is also not technically a Disney princess, right. but she was a quote-unquote Disney princess. If you watched Once Upon a Time, right. 
she was Snow White in Once Upon a Time. It was one of our favorite shows, so that's yes. great. But what, another way you may know her is that she is also a voice of an great animated character. Actually, one of my favorite Disney movies of the last 10 years, for mm-hmm. sure. She is Judy Hopps from Zootopia. Uh, so she came out, and you could just tell, like, she was... She's such a big... She's a huge Disney fan, yeah, by the totally. way. She is a huge Disney fan. She was couldn't believe she was on stage with these great Disney legends at the same time. Yeah, you could tell she was humbled by that mm-hmm. experience. And she is so cute. And what's so hilarious and fun is that she is actually married to Prince Charming. Yeah, Josh which, Dallas. Who was uh, Prince Charming on Once Upon a Time. And she shared a, a cute little story right. about him. I'll, just, I'll, I'll do a little bit about it. What she said was like, because he was... Um, trying to she had applied or uh, tried out for the voice of an animated character you know on there and uh she didn't know if she was going to get it or whatever and she's like yeah so i was at the you know in our apartment in canada where we were filming once upon a time and i was having breakfast made for me literally by prince charming (laughs) and that's when they called up and said you know oh would you like to be the sidekick of this movie because remember if if you know anything about uh zootopia it evolved many different times and originally judy was going to be the sidekick and it was going to be more based on uh based on nick wilde uh but gradually as the story progressed they realized no it needs to go the other way around right which was an interesting comparison when you heard like and we've we've heard the story too about little mermaid and beauty and the beast where howard ashman was really Mm -hmm. involved in making sure his vision and, and that's the word they used but his vision of what those stories were about come through through the voices of these characters mm-hmm. whereas in Zootopia it actually kind of changed as the animators change and mm-hmm. and and I think we heard that same similar type of story with uh, Frozen, mm-hmm. when that that really changed from being kind of a love triangle with the two sisters and Kristoff to actually being something where the sisters were very close, and what was that relationship? Yeah, we heard about? a piece of that in the the, the uh, uh, panel we saw before that. The right. art of storytelling. Uh, Paul Briggs was talking a little bit about that. How, right, uh, that worked out. So. Uh, it was just great, and she was fantastic. I, I'm a big fan of Jennifer Goodwin. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Judy Hopps. Uh, uh, we were both, well, you're a big fan too, yeah. but we were both big fans of Once Upon a Time. We, we've we seen them. Uh, we've seen Comic-Con panels with them. We watched it right. from start to finish. Um, just were thrilled by that uh, that series. Uh, so, th- But they weren't done yet. No, we have another Disney princess to bring out on stage. Uh, Aliyah Cavallo uh, joined them on stage, and she is charming um, and so impressive. And she's real, still pretty young. When she got the role of playing Moana, she was 14. 14. Yeah. Okay, so she's still pretty young even at this point. She's as impressive as anybody on that stage. Yeah, she she was. And, you know, it was really warm to hear her talk about her heritage and how happy she is able to, you know, kind of perpetuate that culture that comes from her homeland. Mm-hmm. And it, you could see the pride in her. That yeah. was awesome. Um, I've always been amazed by her since she was first came out to be Moana. And the more interesting a bit thing about this is they, they kind of joked a little bit about this on there is that they said, okay, so, you know, you were a big star in your <laughs> in your local school theater, right, before you... And she was like, uh, no. 
Okay. Uh, I actually only appeared on stage like as the tree that didn't talk. <laughs> she was like, she did stage direction essentially before this, before she played Moana. I know. She never had a major role, even right. in her high school musical or whatever. Yeah. High school musical, the musical, the series. She never had <laughs> a part like that. So it's amazing to take that leap. And then you see her and how professional she is and that singing voice. And right. it's incredible. Yeah. It was just a kind of a mishap that she got discovered. And it just, you know, really promotes that whole Disney wishes concept mm-hmm. that, you know, dreams do come true. And it, it's it's a lovely story. Right. So that was an amazing panel. And they if that wasn't it. They they wrapped it up. And yes, Aliyah Carvalho came out and sang her famous song. Yeah, what a, an amazing way to basically wrap up the last panel of D23 Expo 2019. Yeah, yeah. It was really, really fun. But the day started out with a bang. Okay, well, yeah, yes, I've, I've put that on hold long <laughs> enough. Long enough. I'm ready to talk about yeah, this. Uh, of course. Uh, th- and we put out the poll earlier that, uh, you know, what are you most looking forward to? And far and away, it was the news on what was going to be in the parks panel, the parks experiences and products panel um and uh wow they had a lot of interesting and fantastic stuff that came out of it we didn't hear some things we thought we'd hear yeah one major thing that we thought but we heard several things that we never would have guessed we'd hear yeah yeah Yeah. uh so i know you have the notes there so i'm gonna actually uh, depend on you to go through some of this stuff and remind me of what how the order of how things went because i could tell you like oh yeah then that happened (laughs) then this happened but i'll be totally out of order so please why don't you go through some of your notes here and remind me of how the order actually went of how they announced things okay so um they talked a lot about things of you know obviously they've done over the years a lot of park renovations and so they um kind of addressed the issue of the hong kong castle and that unlike other castles in throughout the disney theme parks that are usually based on one particular princess Mm -hmm. the hong kong castle is actually based on multiple princesses and you know um i think we've already posted some pictures but we'll post some more that show uh you know the art of this castle and it's interesting they have like the apple from sleeping beauty uh, and snow white snow, excuse me snow white they have the care uh the carriage from cinderella i mean a lot of little details on this castle that represents many of the princesses so i thought that was really unique way to create a disney castle right and the concept art for it was uh it's beautiful it's going to be one of the more beautiful castles i think when it's done they also had a model of it on the floor uh that we got a a peek of too and it it really looks uh phenomenal and you know we want one of our bucket list things is to eventually get to the asian parks i know hong kong is going through a heck of a time right now and Let's hope they can get that settled uh, the right right way very soon. But uh, eventually we plan to make it out to uh, visit all the the Disney parks at some point. It's on our list of things to do. Absolutely. Well, 
Yeah. 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 He got through most of this podcast before. Um, Agreed. And so uh, (laughs) they also in the, you know, more international parks announcements, they really focused on some of the new and upcoming things with, um, and let's just start about right now, hotels Mm -hmm. at Disneyland Paris. And you and I, and we've talked, we talked about this shortly after the panel is that we've been to Disneyland Paris a couple times. We've walked through some of their resort hotels and thought, wow, what a miss, what a missed opportunity. Yeah, it could have been there and it's just not quite. The hotels, I mean, they were, they were fine. They were clean and nice, but they just didn't encompass that Disney feel. Mm -hmm. And so it really is fun to see that now they're addressing that. And one of the biggest things that they're having, and it's actually called the New York Hotel, which already is in existence, but it's going through a renovation to have the Marvel theme Mm -hmm. and bringing there to life the marble you know in in by bringing props and mm-hmm. you know different things that were used in pieces some of artwork of, right yeah. artwork and things used in the films you know to really make that connection with the uh, that disney product yeah they, they were talking about there's going to be some stuff there one that uh, some stuff you know and have seen many times but other stuff that you may have never seen before and some you know that are out of basically the marvel archives that are going to be lining this uh, this hotel. And then they also had these pictures of these phenomenal suites in this hotel. Like they yeah. had a spider, the concept art for a, a Spider-Man theme suite that was like, I've got to stay there right now. Exactly. And I know that, you know, there's Spider-Man and Sony and uh, Marvel, you know, Disney Marvel right now. There's a little, yeah. <laughs> hopefully they get this all hammered out and worked out between the two of them because I think that they are, you know, they, what they've done with Spider-Man since they've teamed up on it has been magnificent. So, yeah. but either way, the, the, you know, that's going to look phenomenal and uh, and it's a room I want to stay in at some point. Oh yeah. And we'll tweet out some pictures of that and, and include that on our website mm-hmm. as well and, and Pinterest. Um, then they got into a really unique collaboration between Imagineering, Animation, and Cirque du Soleil. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that sounded cool. Right. So they are developing a new show that's actually opening on March 20th, 2020. Mm -hmm, So not not that long long from now. Um, And they brought out, you know, some representatives to talk about how they are using acrobatic in storytelling. And the way that they did this was actually bringing some key developers from Cirque du Soleil to meet over here in the West Coast, I believe, with animators Mm -hmm. here at the Disney Studios to see how do they work, how do they create these art forms, how do they create storytelling, and found that there was already such an enormous amount of collaboration already is part of Cirque du Soleil that they found this to be quite an easy collaboration effects to come into these this right. product. So essentially this show is what what they tell us is it's going to be a combination of uh, you know animation and actual performers and that they're going to be able to sort of interact in some way actually within this Cirque show and uh, the story on it, uh, it essentially is uh, there's an animator 
who, you know, obviously it's like a Disney animator. And his daughter, I believe, is who it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, trying to connect the two of them through animation. And uh, that's how they're, that's the basis of this story that's going to progress through this Cirque show. And uh, they, you know, they even have drawn up a brand new character to play this young girl who is trying to, you know, connect with her father through animation. Right. How fun, though, to go to a Cirque du Soleil show and it's whole entire theme is about Disney and mm-hmm. Disney animation. I mean, who would not want to see that yeah. show, right? Yeah, and we're not ones who actually get to Disney Springs much when we go on our trips. We just don't bother. I know they're great restaurants right. and some other things that are fantastic out there, but we just tend to do so many other things that we just never make it to Disney Springs. This might be one of those things that yeah. lures us to Disney Springs because it sounded amazing. So, right, and again, yeah. spring of next year, March yeah. of next year. Uh, I think I saw even on Twitter that someone was saying that tickets might already be available. Don't quote me on that, but I just, in passing, when I was looking at Twitter this afternoon, saw someone say that so uh you may want if you're thinking about going uh when this is coming out you may want to take a look now again i don't know if that's a fact uh, you know i know everything on the internet is true uh <laughs> but you may want to if, if it is you may want to look into it just the same so right and then uh they brought out the ceo of target no that's right <laughs> and so you know one of the things that they really express is that people love the parks people love having things from the park or represent the Disney parks and that not everybody has Disney stores close within range of their home. So they have a connection now with Target to have inside their stores these pockets of Disney themed Mm -hmm. stores. And what's really going to be great is that you can go online and actually have some of these products delivered to your home or be included in pickup in the store. Yeah, it's basically a mini Disney store within your target, your local right. Target store, and they're gonna uh, open it up. They're starting it out at I, I think it was something like twenty something stores, or maybe it was forty something stores, yeah, and eventually like it's moving up to like. 70 stores or whatever but uh it's gradually going to progress to more and more stores but uh yeah just another way to get disney because you know obviously if you live in some of these big cities around the country yes you have a disney store somewhere nearby you but there are many cities in the country that have no really connection to getting disney merchandise in their neighborhood or but they do have a target and this might be their ability to you know get all this great Disney stuff. Right. And they showed some pictures and it really looks cute. Like some things are sectioned off, like in the kids section Mm -hmm. where clothing, you Mm -hmm. know, like for small kids, toddlers, things like that. And then they had other areas that were more like with housewares and different themes. So it seems like I'm not sure exactly if you're going to go in, there's this one area in your target that has all the Disney things, or if it's going to have displays throughout your store, the Disney, excuse me, out the Target store. But it's awesome to see this relationship mm-hmm. and make those um, products. And like what they said, quality Disney content products are mm-hmm. going to be out there for people. Yeah, uh, it's it's an exciting team up. And, uh, you know, and, and like I said, it's easy for us. We have Disney stores within our city that aren't that far away. Uh, but again, there's a lot of people throughout this country that just don't have that ability. And so if it's in their local Target, that's just going to make things that much easier for everybody to get the Disney stuff that they love and yeah. a- actual official Disney stuff. Not that we can't get it everywhere through various online 
merchandisers right. or whatever, but you know, it doesn't mean you can't, there's something joyous of bringing your kid into a Disney store and getting them, letting them look at the stuff that's there. Right. And, you know, especially when you're not going to a, you know, you're getting to a Disney park regularly. It's just a little, that little thing that you can do to, you know, you know, share a little Disney with your child every once in a while. Sure. And even though you could shop Disney online. Yeah. It's not the uh, same. It's though. not the same. And again, if you can just have it ordered and paid for where you just go pick it up at the store, how convenient is that? Right. So, very That's cool. nice. Yeah. No, that was cool. That yeah. was very cool. Yeah. Uh, so next they started getting into the parks, which was super mm. exciting. And they started with talking about Marvel. Right. You know, and I know there's been announcements in the past about the connection of um, Disneyland Paris and Disneyland California in relationship to this. So they really started talking more about this. And what's so fun is that they're calling it the Avengers Campus. Mm -hmm. And so they're really, the theme is of this is that they're really looking for recruits Mm -hmm. to become... Marvel agents, right? They they've realized superpowers. There's so many dangers in the world. Uh, you know, Thanos Thanos has come. They know that there's a lot more out there, and they need more people to help protect the Earth. Right. So, so a lot of the things that are coming that you know, I know that they've called it Marvel Land. People have talked about that, but um, the area here in Southern California at the Disneyland Resort and California Adventure side is going to have some things opening in 2020. Mm-hmm. At least phase one will be. And it had some exciting things. We've heard some things come out in the past, but you know what they did talk about was the tech kitchen that's going to have some really interesting food. Yeah, the Pim Tech. Right. Yeah, for Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp, essentially. Right. Thank you. I guess the... I I had a typo here. Yeah, you were taking your notes. It's I okay. You, you've got notes. I just have memories. Pim went to our. They're very shoddy at that. Yeah. Um, they talked a lot about the Spider-Man experience and the web sling web slinger vehicles mm-hmm. that they're going to have there. And they showed some concept art of that. That really looked like it's going to be a cool fun. Yeah. Ride. Essentially the, the thought on it is that uh, Peter Parker is working for web tech uh, or whatever it is. And uh, he's created these like nano spiders essentially. And they've started to kind of, he's kind of lost control of them a little <laughs> bit and they're multiplying and they're going wreaking havoc. And then you got to, they're recruiting you to help kind of gather them up. And so you're going to be in these vehicles and you're going to be shooting, shooting web shooters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it uh, looks like a fun, you know, very interesting ride and good for all ages, which is a, a big part of this. And especially big, because I think there's another attraction that's going to be coming that you're going to talk about a little bit later that might mm-hmm. not be for everybody. So it's, you got to have that one attraction that is for everybody. Right, right. They're going to have an area. They didn't talk too much about this, but an area, you know, that really features Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you all know, probably that they already have Guardians of the Galaxy there. Mission Breakout. Mission yeah. Breakout. They're going to have Ant-Man and the Wasp and have some things related to that. They're going to have a, a restaurant there. And it was interesting that what they talked about this restaurant uh, that they mentioned that, you know, obviously, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp, they make things small, they make things large. Okay. <laughs> they were mentioning that as far as the food. I don't know what that means, I know. but that's fascinating. Are we going to get like giant turkey legs there or, you know, what's, what, what does that mean? But it was just an interesting point that they, they made about that restaurant. Well, I hope the, 
smallest thing about the beer is that it's from a microbrewery. <laughs> right. That's it. Everything else needs to be normal size for the beer. Sense. Come on. Makes sense to me. <laughs> totally. So. Um, they, they shared a little bit about phase two. Um, they didn't really say when that's going to be taking place. But in phase two, they are going to give the attendees the, the ability to test a Quinjet on a trip to... Oh, wait, I did it wrong. Right oh, over left. Right over left. Wakanda forever. <laughs> Wakanda forever. So it's going to be a really innovative ride or, excuse me, innovative attraction that they're still under, you know, design and development. But that sounded. Yeah. So uh, you're going to, it looks like you're going to fly in a Quinjet on your way to, and then, but we, uh, something happens on the way to Wakanda. What? And uh, it, um, it looked to me from the concept art, and I think some of them it is out there on, uh, it looked almost like it's kind of something similar to Flight of Passage in the way how this is going to perform for you, how you're going to be flying through, because there was a lot of scenes of like you flying, not in the Quinjet, but like with jetpacks or something. And yes. I was, they said it's some new technology that's going to develop as they eventually get to this attraction, but um, I'm fascinated by it. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're still interested to see what's going to come out of rise of the resistance and, mm. and the technology and that by the way did you have we gotten to that part yet because the uh, the footage from rise of the resistance okay. the new footage from rise of the resistance was insane uh that ride that attraction is going to be amazing I, i'm not going to get into it i think there's plenty of it online but they showed a little bit more of what it looks like your kind of your storytelling as you're leading into the attraction itself right. what happens on the attraction including this crazy scene with a with a uh, lightsaber i'm not going to go into it but amazing i cannot wait we are just over three months away from it opening at the walt disney world resort right. about four months a little over four months before it opens at the disneyland resort that attraction looks phenomenal right. every right. single time they give us a little bit more peek into it it just is amazing to yes. me yes so more and more with you know emphasizing that they are really you know, seeking out high technology to make these rides so immersive, so enjoyable mm -hmm. for everybody who's in attendance. Right. So next was after the Marvel. Next big news, which we knew they were going to talk about was Epcot. Yeah, we knew Epcot was going to get a big run at this. And boy, did it probably got the bulk of this yes, uh, I panel, mean, actually. It was amazing. And they started off, you know, saying, you know, things like, we know that there's a need for more shade. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was pretty funny because, yeah. you know, everybody laughs at that. Yes, that's true. You know, but what they're saying is they want to make sure it's more Disney, more family, and more timeless. That mm -hmm. was their theme when they were talking about Epcot. Um, and, and we'll just say right here, they did say it's going to be an epic transformation. However, don't worry. Spaceship Earth will remain. Right. <laughs> They're going to be tweaking some of it inside. And, you know, there's a lot of people, I think, that have viewpoints on how they're changing it inside and we'll, we'll, we don't know a lot about it but they did say they're going to be changing how the story progresses a little bit inside and uh, but it's going to be new technology within it to kind of progress the storyline but a lot of the uh, a lot of the scenes you know now are still going to remain within it is what they told us right right so it's not going to 
totally change, um, but that there will be a, a bunch of it that will change. They're, they're saying that uh, Spaceship Earth will have, um, how are they saying, a light, L-I-G-H-T, um, mm-hmm. storytelling. So, um, but what they did share is that there's going to be a new exit to what is going to be called Dreamer's Point. Mm-hmm. And I think when they talked about that and showed that, I don't know, I brought it brought mm, tears to cool. my eyes. It looked cool from the from the concept art totally. that we saw. Yeah. And that that is where they're going to have a new statue of mm, Walt. That uh, brought tears to my eyes yeah. because it was just him like looking up like, wow. Sitting on the steps. Look what I've created. Right. You know, that's kind of the look he had on his face in that statue, the concept art for that statue. Yes. Yeah. So they're real owed to Walt and the fact that Epcot was his baby. You know, it was just such a, a forward thinking kind of a, of a task or concept to mm-hmm. apply for the Disney company. And so they really wanted to make sure, you know, they were honoring that. They are going to have what they call four neighborhoods. So future world is going to become world discovery Mm -hmm. world celebration Mm -hmm. and world nature world nature yeah Yeah, thank you and so um it's going to have some things that are similar but some things that are different but they're really going to be highlighting a lot of the things you know like especially like with nature that really brings the issues of nature conservation Mm -hmm. and how Disney is tied into that, those goals and those efforts. Um, They talked about also having a new structure being built that will have three levels. Right. That's right behind Spaceship Earth. uh, Right. Right. To be able to view the nighttime show. And that looks like it's going to be an amazing. I got to believe they're going to do like some sort of like dessert package or dinner package or something that's going to be like you get this platform to look because the the, the view that they were showing of the uh, uh, world showcase, you know, was pretty phenomenal. Yes. Um, so, and, it, and, you know, there's been already announcements about the play area, and they showed a little bit more about that, which looked re- actually really cool. Actually, yeah. a place that I'd want to walk through. But there was one in particular that was really kind of funny, which was a water balloon game. Right. <laughs> uh, by the uh, Huey, Louie, and Dewey, Dewey right. and Webby, if you know the new <laughs> DuckTales series. Um basically kind of leading you through this water balloon fight, you know, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. So it looked like that was going to be really, really some interesting things that they were adding to that, that would make it super fun for everybody. And again, you know, they're talking about more Disney, more family, more timeless. Mm -hmm. And so we already know in France, um, that they're going to, they're building the Remy ride is coming out. Um, they confirmed that it's going to be for summer 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, they, ah, that's, so, that's so soon. I, I mean, know, so right? For that one, yeah. Um, they're gonna have it's it's really looking cute. The you know how they're gonna have they're renovating the um, some of the restaurants there. They're gonna have a creperia that's gonna be there. Yeah, which is gonna be both quick quick service and, and uh, table service, right. right? And then they are going to they're gonna keep the current movie. Yay! Yeah, because we love that film. But they're also gonna have a sing along film. Also 
being released in January of 2020. Right, uh, to sing along to Beauty and the Beast. And it's going to be a double feature, essentially, is what it is. So it's not uh, like if you go in, I guess you get to see both, is what it sounded like. They said it was a double feature anyway. I don't don't know if you're choosing one versus the other. They're alternating it or how they're doing Mm -hmm. it. But that's exciting that in just you know, a few months from now, these changes are already going to be ready and and implemented. Mm -hmm. So, um, the next land that they talked about in in terms of renovating, they brought in the most amazing, (laughs) phenomenal. Okay. I'm not going to get choked up. Yeah, you are. I know (laughs) way to announce it. And they said, you know, we have a new announcement and we need a special, person to come out and announce it and suddenly we saw dancers uh showing up and they started to do the scene from mary poppins with kick your knees up step, step in time you know step in time step in time okay enough <laughs> but anyways they had a bunch of chimney sweeps dancing which was really fun to watch and lo and behold dick <laughs> <laughs> Dick Van Dyke came out on the stage. Yeah, it was such a moment. That was just so precious, so wonderful to see. And he actually looked great. It was funny because he was walking out like with a cane and everything. And, you know, but then he starts talking and he's full of life. And um, he actually walked off the stage without the cane. He just kind of walked off. Yeah, it was hilarious. (laughs) It was just kind of like, huh? psyched you out there folks um but anyways you know he he talked a little bit about making the film with mary poppins and you know again his adoration for walt and his main thing that he was saying is that every day going on set walt's pure goal was to get these actors to feel like kids Mm -hmm. again you know and that that is what walt was all about people need to feel like kids again and so he he shared that you know sweet story with everybody and so they announced that they are going to have a mary poppins attraction yeah uh that was the most exciting news of the day to me uh amazing it was amazing uh we how long have we all wanted some sort of mary poppins dark ride or something along those lines and uh we're finally getting it, and uh, I, I couldn't be more excited for right. it. Right. And what was also exciting with that is that they are going to have Cherry Tree Lane mm-hmm. in that pavilion. Yeah, they as showed well. some concept artwork for Cherry Tree Lane, uh, you know, Admiral Boom's home, and uh, the whole place. And you're going to get to walk into 17 Cherry Tree Lane, and it just looks stunning um yeah i'm so excited for this we are big mary poppins fans we are big mary poppins returns fans uh it just looks amazing i'm excited and that was phenomenal i know just think if you have kids who have seen the original movie you're going to be able to take them to an area that looks like that street or even if your your kids maybe you've seen maybe they haven't seen mary poppins as much but they've seen mary poppins returns it's you know it's the same street right essentially you know so uh you know it's good for many generations to to check this out yeah 
Exactly. Yeah, so that that was the that highlight. Was, oh, yeah. That was oh. the highlight of the day for me personally. Yeah, um, I mean, all that, you know, including Dick Van Dyke walking right. on stage, oh, which was man. he was right in front of it. It was incredible. It was yeah. just amazing. And yes, I totally got choked up. Yeah, I'm such a big fan of his. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because when they were talking about the film, there was a little mix up there that um, I think Dick Van Dyke actually picked up on, but didn't correct them. Um, they said it was 65 years since Mary Poppins came out. And I think what they meant to say, it was 1965 right. when it came out. But Dick Van Dyke, you know, he's just such a great performer and, and very gracious. And he just said, wow, that movie was 65 years old. And what am I doing here? Right. So <laughs> I mean, because he's in his 90s now and it wasn't 65 years ago. But anyways, that was cute. Then they got into a little bit about the new... Um, water show that is going to be featured at Epcot mm-hmm. and um, you know so taking the place of illumination right and we know that f- they're going to have a temporary Epcot forever uh, show that's going to be there and that was one of the parts also that choked me up because they're playing some initial songs from when Epcot opened up that Oh my God! When I I had forgotten some of them, and that brought tears to my eyes. Yeah, we we listen to regularly on the weekends. Usually, actually, it's Sundays when we are recording our podcast. We'll go and we find a a, a station, Pandora station, essentially, uh, and it you know it's so it shuffles in between uh, you know more of your classic Disney songs, but then it also does park songs, and a lot of it is these classic. Epcot and Walt Disney World and Disneyland uh, songs uh, themes, and a lot of them are stuff that doesn't exist anymore you don't hear anymore right. and uh, a lot of these are going to be showcased in this epcot forever nighttime spectacular right. and i know i know you are you're, you're trying uh, to figure out how we're going to possibly see yeah. it we're hoping it's going to be <laughs> they won't be switched it over to a a, a seasonal thing for for december but um uh it looks amazing and right I'm fingers crossed right yeah. now their website is still saying they're going to be showing epcot forever and hopefully that's true um but the new illuminations of replacement is going to be called harmonious and that's going to come out in 2020 we all know that that summer i think they said they didn't give a date but summer right, of 2020 right. yeah. yeah and so they th- what was cool how they um you know announced that is that they actually brought on um you know, a small orchestra, very tiny orchestra, and then a choir group, and they had a conductor and played the music, and it really is such beautiful music. Right. Yeah. Um, really, 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 really wonderful. We also got the brand new theme for Epcot, by the way, they did. They came out and they had a, a, a group that came out and did, because they, they've written a new theme that is going to be Epcot's theme music, and we got to hear a little bit of that as well. Yes. And uh, so before leaving Epcot, though, they, you know, they talked about Figment and the crowd roared. Yeah. And Just the mention of Figment. They right. say, we know you love the purple, you know, dragon. Right. Uh, so. It tells you that, you know, no matter what they may be thinking of doing with that attraction, if they are, that, that the mention of it probably means that Figment's not going away right. anytime soon. So Sam from Monday Morning Monorail, don't worry. I don't think you did anything wrong in your survey. <laughs> I think Figment is here to stay. Right. <laughs> I think we all agree why that that attraction. Some people still love it as it is right now. Others were like, well, we, we could see them doing a little 
different with it, but we, I think everybody in some way loves Figment and we don't want to see Figment go away. Right. Um, so then they went on to a couple other things. One of them was, um, you know, they talked about reflections, which is going to be, and it was weird though how they said it. Um, they said proposed as a Disney vacation club resort yeah i i I think it's going to be a vacation club resort just because they said proposed uh, you know maybe they're just leaving their options open but i wouldn't take that too much to heart okay um that's good to know um anyways they showed some of the artwork of what you know that is going to look like there's been some things out there already but was really fun when they showed on the waterfront yeah they have these a-frames right a-frame uh uh resort rooms and then they also have treehouse yeah treehouse suites resort suites which really looked very cool on the water and they are going to have a princess and frog restaurant right basically uh, yeah it looks like it's right on like the bayou Bayou, there it looks uh really fun and uh that's exciting news as well look the the resort looks beautiful from the again concept art is what concept art is but uh it looks beautiful right you know and i think it you know if you've seen copper creek and those waterfront properties it kind of looked at like that type of setting although we said as we said a frames and Mm -hmm. tree houses so um then they they talked about the release of a new tool they said you know people have used their uh, mobile devices for reservations with the my disney experience they know they said they know people love the magic bands and people roared with applause for that. So I was glad to see that people were showing love for the magic bands. Wish we had them east on the West Coast. Mm. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Um, but anyways, they, they talked about a new feature that is going to be coming out in late 2020. And it's called Genie. Mm-hmm. And actually the logo is the face of Genie from Aladdin. Mm-hmm. And what this app is going to be able to do is actually really concentrate on how to help you plan for a trip to Walt Disney World. And we've talked about people we've known that have never been to Disney World, and it can be a really daunting task to try to research everything and make the reservations and and do all that you need to do to try to customize that trip. And this looks like an app that's really going to be focused to help in that regards. At least the way that they, they plan it out is what, what they described it as doing is basically you can kind of just enter in some information into it and it'll do all the planning for you as far as like your daily itinerary. Like you say, they, what, that, what they mentioned is like if you want to do a princess day, well, it'll lay out a bunch of things and you can pick and choose from what they they lay out, but it can lay out a whole itinerary, including booking fast passes and... Uh, advanced dining reservations for you, you know, and maybe you want to do a a thrill ride day. It'll do that for you. It, it, you know, you can, it it seems like it's almost like your own concierge that will plot out your whole day for you. At least that that's the concept of it from what they, they were talking about to us. Agreed. That's what it looked like that, you know, they had some standardized themes that you could choose from. Um, I'm sure they would have things that are more geared towards, for example, whether you have little kids or if it's just two adults, you know, if you want something more romantic and that they have these, like I said, it looked like they had kind of a setup of already a a standardized um, itinerary. I'm sure you would have to put in how many days 
things like that. But you could make changes to whatever they had and then it would help secure those reservations Mm -hmm. is what it it seemed like so it seemed like a really useful tool again especially for people who are newcomers right to disney world yeah uh fascinating Uh, i don't know how the uh the concept is going to end up working out on it uh but it's it's definitely a fan fantastic concept for for a lot of people to help them plan their walt disney world vacations Right. And again, I've known people out here on the West Coast who have gone out there and come back after being there for a week and said it was just really taxing for them to try to figure out what to do. And they felt that they had some missed opportunities. They didn't talk to us ahead of time. I guess right. that well, was that part was of the, the problem. Mistake, yeah. But yeah, they, they felt like they didn't really get the swing of things until kind of too late into it. And it was too late to secure reservations for things so i think it's great that they're looking at something that's going to be a lot more user friendly it seems hopefully right for um, (laughs) for then the my disney experience i mean the my disney experience is great especially if you are well aware and know what you want to do and you just plot it out yourself Hopefully, let's it. I love it in concept. I'm hoping it's going to work. I'm yeah. going to have some faith in Disney that they're going to pull this thing off, and it's going to be magnificent for everybody. Yeah, I mean, I've had really good luck with the My Disney experience, um, but you know, it's also that issue of, you know, for, especially for us on the West Coast trying to secure things in the morning, we have to get up like 4 at 4 a.m. on the day that we can get our reservations. Yeah. Fast Pass Day comes <laughs> awfully early on the West Coast if you're booking a Walt Disney World resort trip, that's for sure. And then they had the exciting news that we knew everybody wanted to hear about, and that was in relationship to the Star Wars Hotel. Oh, my goodness. I'm Take my money now. <laughs> take our money right now. Take it. Take it again. Um, oh, my God. That looked incredible. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be the, it sounds like, the most immersive experience you could ever put your money towards. Um, they Interestingly, it's going to be a two-day, two-night experience. So that's what you're booking for. So it sounds similar to maybe like a cruise situation. That's exactly what it's because right. not only is it a two day, two night situation, everybody's getting bored on the same day and leaving on the same day. So just like a cruise would leave a leave uh, like Port Canaveral or right. whatever for a three night uh, sailing or whatever the case may be, and everybody would get on at Port Canaveral. Everybody would get off at Port Canaveral. It's going to be the same thing on this uh, starship that we're all going to be on and yes we are going to be on at some point i'm telling you i'm going <laughs> we are going to do this save our pennies a lot of them so um what you do is when you first arrive i mean it's a cool uh outlook when you first arrive it says star wars outside the hotel and everything and you're going to check in and then you're immediately going to board a shuttle <laughs> that will actually take you to the docking station mm-hmm. of your starship. Yeah, and then you're going to, you know, they even talked about how the door is going to sound, like you're going to dock with the cruise, uh, the the, spa- the starship, and it's going to do that Star Wars whoosh, open, you know, yeah. for the door, and you're going to walk into the lobby area, and there's going to be all sorts of different alien-type creatures, and they had, uh, in the concept art, they had stormtroopers there, there was like Chewbacca was there, I mean, I'm sure they're, you know, this is 
concept art, so they're going right. to put as much in as they can. But either way, it's already you're already going to be immersed in this situation, you know. Right, and so like the restaurants and the you know lounges that you're going to go to, the the people that the cast members that are going to work there are actually going to be inhabitants of this starship. So they are going to be you know creatures from different worlds, and it's again just totally immersive. You are going to have one, and the, as they called it, a port day, which will take you to Batu. Other than that, you are going to be in this hotel uh, or this starship that is going to have some amazing, fun, interactive experiences. Yeah, um, including like there, there's going to be a, a time when you're going to get to go to the bridge, essentially, and uh, the, there'll be times when you might be helping to fly it, you know, or they may end up in a conflict of some sort, <laughs> and you might be having to ask to be saving the day. They also showed things like you know, they were in a cantina and people were playing sabak on the table yeah. and... Uh, it looks amazing. It, it looks phenomenal. Yeah. I know it's going to cost an arm and a leg, but uh, it's going to be wonderful, amazing, and um, it's something I, I I just have to do at some point after seeing it. I mean, maybe I changed my mind when it actually comes out, and maybe it's not as cool as it seems right now, but it just... It looks like, you know, Galaxy's Edge is immersive. This looks like the next level of being, living your Star Wars dream. Right. Again, I mean, think of uh, on a, if you've gone on a cruise, you're there. There's a lot of activities throughout the day that you can participate in. Um, you know, you go to your dinner service. And so even though they didn't quite describe it that way, because I don't think they want to compare it to a cruise ship, the fact that you're there and really kind of somewhat sounds like restricted to being in that immersive experience for the two days and two nights that that's what you're going to do you know and um, as Tom mentioned they're going to have where you're going to the bridge and you're going to learn how to do some maneuvers you're going to learn how to do you know use some of the weapons in case you need to get into just in case you need to get into a battle with somebody to uh, rescue. Because, again, you're on a starship. You're not in a hotel. You're on a starship oh, flying and, through space. Right. Oh, and one other thing you're going to get to do, apparently, on this is you're going to get to wield a lightsaber and fight against one of the training droids like Luke did on the Millennium right. Falcon in, uh, of course, A New Hope, the original Star Wars. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's something yeah. I've wanted to do since I was eight years old right. and Star Wars came out. Um, uh, and so obviously... It's going to crush our bank account, yeah. but I just can't wait to do it. I mean, and obviously when you're in your cabin, uh, you're going to see stars go by. You're going to see different planets and galaxies and things. So it's going to be an ever-changing view for you as you're flying through space in your in your ship. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I Just words can't describe how excited I am for that to open up and for us to have a chance to do that. I know, again, I, I, I've seen some speculated prices that are out there and I know it's a lot, but um, we'll, somehow we'll have to figure it out. And, you know, the good thing about it is it's a two-day thing. You, right. you know, I mean, yes, you're not going to really get to experience Walt Disney World more than Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but you can do this as part of your, you know, in the middle of, the start of, the end of your vacation and still go and, you know, check out the Magic Kingdom, check out right. Disney Animal Kingdom Park, check out Epcot and everything else. You can just have this as an exciting part of it 
if you have enough in your bank account. <laughs> well, and you know, the other thing we've seen with Disney is they are very good at getting customer feedback and making adjustments. We saw that, you know, here in Disneyland in the early days of starting to open Galaxy's Edge, you know, and they really made some prompt adjustments to make things better. So who knows what it will end up, you know, it may just be as they're, they're starting that they do this two day, two night experience, and that they might change that right now. That's what they're going with. And so that sounds so cool. Yep. So speaking of cruises, then they got into the, the fleet of seven cruise ships that are Disney cruise line. Mm -hmm. And so they, I think we thought we were going to hear more about the, all of the new ones, but we did hear the name announced of the of one of the newest ships. The next ship that's going to right. debut. Yeah. Right. Um, and that ship is, is actually going to be completed at the end of 2021, ready for sailing in January of 22. And the name of that ship is... The, the Disney, Disney Wish. Wish. Yeah. Uh, they did a really nice way of sh uh, showcasing it. Uh, we, uh, I know Disney Cruise Lights put it out there. I put the video out there. It's Tinkerbell, you know, revealing the name on the, you know, basically. Right. You know, pink pixie dust and there's the name of it. And yeah. it looks, you know, hey, what, what do you expect? Disney Wish. It's perfect. Right. I mean, and it was cute. You know, if you've seen the cruise ships, especially when they're in port, they um, have characters, you know, out there look looks like characters are actually kind of painting and keeping it spiffed up and everything we've seen right on the rear of the ship right. yeah, on the aft yeah and so this one they actually have rapunzel from tangle out on the back of the right ship. hanging from her hair right and painting you know as you would know from uh you know how much she was a, an artist uh, you know in all of her time in her tower that right. she <laughs> did so much painting you know, i think there's room somewhere uh to paint more you know so um it it it's perfect. I love Rapunzel. So oh, I, yeah. I was excited for that. <laughs> so uh, on the completion, or I, I should say uh, to, to kind of complete this theme and this uh, panel, taking the concept of wish, they got into Disney's relationship with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Mm -hmm. And uh, shared some amazing statistics. That yeah, I had no idea. No I knew idea. that Disney was strong with Make-A-Wish. I, I had no idea how strong they are. Right. So they say they have granted. So since Make-A-Wish started in the 80s, and Disney has been on board with them since then, that Disney alone has granted over 130,000 wishes for kids. And that translates to, and this was what was phenomenal to me, one out of every two wishes yeah. is related to Disney. That's incredible. Yeah, That's an really incredible is. number. It really yeah, is. It really is. And what was really fun and phenomenal was they actually showed, first they showed a video of some of the kids whose wishes had been granted um, and it showed them, you know, now versus, you know, several years ago when their wishes were granted. And then they, they topped it off with bringing out some Disney dancers and, princesses and then they brought those kids out as well and that just again tears flowing well, in the whole house you know the the fascinating thing about that video too was that they they, they didn't tell you that these kids were make-a-wish kids okay um and they were you know some went from adults to you know 
preteens or whatever. And they would just show him walking and they were doing something and they were accompanied by various different characters. One was accompanied by Chewbacca and R2-D2 and C-3PO. Another two were accompanied by the princesses or they're cheering them on. They were Mm -hmm. on stage. They were cheering them on. And another was, uh, you know, accompanied by Mickey and Minnie and whatever. And they're walking down the street or whatever. And then they're doing these things and eventually it reveals each one. Uh, make a wish child, you know, in, in such right. and such year, make a wish child. And uh, I was a wreck. Yeah. I was, abs- it was, it was so, I'm a wreck right now just thinking I know, about it. I know, right? I was so heart touching for these kids and to, you know, you know, I mean, make a wish foundation. These kids, they do this because you don't know what is going to come you know, for them in the future. Right. They're, they're in bad shape, you yeah. know. Uh, and to see that, you know, this has helped them, inspired them, moved them along and to be able to become um, these, you know, grow. And, and it was just so heart touching. And to know that and to showcase how Disney I mean, these characters were just, you know, the arms of Disney wrapping yes. around them and helping them out. Oh, yeah. it, was, it, it was another wonderful way to close out the, the parks panel. Most definitely. And, and we heard this story throughout. I mean, we heard in the uh, Disney Voices, excuse me, Disney Character Voices panel, how, you know, they do the character voices phone calls to kids who are, who may be going through treatment in children's hospitals and things like that, and how um, they they shared how this one little girl uh, had leukemia and was not really um, very happy about her treatments kind of fighting taking her medicine right was resistant to the treatment and that the family was really worried that you know um the doctors um really had very negative things to say in terms of the the likelihood that she could survive and they did the phone call from um mickey and minnie talking about well, we know when Pluto has to take his medicine, he doesn't really like it, but then he feels better. And then Pluto barked in a very upbeat way. And then they received notice like six months later that that phone call alone changed this little girl's opinion. She decided to start taking, go through the treatments and that she was going through remission. Yeah. And Again, it's an amazing company. Yeah. To- um, and it was another story from Bill Farmer was talking about, you know, and he said, you know, I, I, one of the amazing things that happened to me was I, I met Muhammad Ali mm-hmm. uh, many years ago. And, you know, he said, you tell him Muhammad Ali, yeah, I, I do the voices, you know, of these Disney characters. And he's like, oh, do you go to like children's hospitals and talk with the kids and everything and do the character voices? He's like, yeah, I do that. And he's like, Muhammad Ali told him, you're my hero. Right. You know, how incredible is that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, you know, that's the strength of what they do. I mean, it's just incredible stories and, right, and amazing yeah. stuff. Yeah, they had the funny story about the uh, little girl who just had her tonsils out and she just kept crying and, and crying. And the nurse was telling the parents and um, that, oh, my God, she's going to really make things worse because she doesn't stop crying. And so with, in the voice of Donald Duck, he just told her to shut up. But <laughs> you can't do that voice, but it was hilarious when, when Tony Anselmo did it. Right. It, was, it was awesome. And he said she stopped crying, and that just you know made things so much better for her. <laughs> Amazing so, stuff. Yeah. So uh, Yeah, so that was the Disney Parks uh, experiences and products panel. And it was another one of the great panels. And, um, 
Uh, we just had an amazing week. What was your favorite thing this weekend? Well, I think overall my favorite thing was hearing all these fun and new announcements. Mm-hmm. I think I was really looking forward to that. Um, I, I think the biggest thing that we talked about that we didn't hear was a new pavilion being announced. But hey, I uh, certainly am thrilled with a lot of these mm-hmm. things that I heard about, excited about, excited about what's coming up in the very near future, what's coming up for, you know, the big uh, anniversary, which again, they also highlighted is Yeah, they said some new logo stuff and right. uh, some phenomenal looking stuff. Right. I mean, even though it is going to be the... Uh, anniversary of Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom, they are going to be doing the celebration at all four parks at Walt Disney Mm -hmm. World. And so that's where a lot of the things that they're rushing to get finished at Epcot are going to be taking place in time for that. And so, yeah, I thought that was phenomenal. I mean, it's so fun to hear the new things that are happening. It's, it's, thrilling and it's also heartwarming that the things that are very near and dear to us that they are really keeping to that Mm -hmm. they are listening to that's what people want and so i was just blown away happy thrilled with all the announcements that i heard yeah it was it was a great day it was a great weekend everything was phenomenal um what about you what was your favorite oh mine was um at the disney plus panel uh the very last thing they announced and i am i am so i'm as you know about me from this show i'm such a huge star wars fan and my favorite character in star wars uh, especially since ewan mcgregor uh took over that role has become uh obi-wan kenobi Mm -hmm. i really am a obi-wan kenobi fan (laughs) and when he came out on stage and confirmed the rumor that yes, there's going to be a Kenobi series. I lost. I absolutely lost it. I was. I was in. I was almost inconsolable. I was in so many tears because it was such a happy moment. And unfortunately, you were feeling it was the worst time for this to happen <laughs> because you were sick, couldn't be there, and it was almost right before you actually hit rock bottom. Right, you know. Right. Um, but it was just. It was. It was amazing to me, and it was everything I could hope for, and I was so excited for it, and that was my, I, so many great moments, but that was my favorite single moment of mm-hmm. the whole weekend, and yeah. that was great. Uh, and uh, again, they're having another one of these in 2021. They haven't announced where yet. Um, it could be here. They've done them in Orlando before. Right. Maybe they go back to Orlando. I don't know. But listen to all the stuff that we did here. Listen to even like maybe you don't get into some of the bigger panels like this. I mean, yes, the big panels are great. Mm-hmm. But we talk, we've talked about many times throughout these last few days of some of the smaller panels that have been awesome, amazing, mm-hmm. right. fantastic panels. Just walking the floor, just checking out. All this. If you're a Disney fan, try to make your plans to make it to D23 Expo 2021. You will not be disappointed. It's it's great. It's amazing. It's uh, a ton of Disney fans getting together to, you know, enjoy, celebrate the thing they love. Sure. And, you know, like you're talking, even just going on the floor, I mean, all these great pavilions that are representing the company's different franchises and having different speakers at those pavilions throughout the weekend come that you get to meet some of these people who really created such amazing things for this company um to hey we now are owners of a a mickey waffle maker (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> we did. We we couldn't walk away today without spending more money. <laughs> so yes, we have a a. It, it's it, it was nice enough that they're free shipping it, yes. so we don't have to carry that home as well. But yes, we are getting a Mickey waffle maker that yes makes the waffles. Just like the ones that you get at the park, the the same shape. I mean, we've have right. we have kind of a Mickey waffle maker, but really it's kind of like a Mickey kind of a pancake pan- maker. Right. It's like this look, right. and these will make the shape Mickey waffles that you know from the parks. And uh, yes, we will have that in our home very soon. Yeah. And and we found that I mean, comparison shopping, it's a hundred dollars more than what we paid for it at Amazon. So, so. I mean, we had to do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> We also got a great deal on some mini luggage that they're yeah, we, 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 they had an hour long sale that we just happened to walk by and it was 23% off for that hour. And then if you're a, a Disney plus gold or not Disney plus a uh, D23 gold member, well, you got another 23% off. So it almost 50% off. Well, how can we not buy more <laughs> luggage? You know, uh, we needed some luggage actually. So it actually worked out well, but um. Yes. Of course, we spent more money. <laughs> but it, but it's fun. And like I said, I mean, it, so you you get some finds, fun finds there. And again, you get to experience, you know, some unique pavilions. We got to do some uh, a little. It was a little thing, but I'll remember it. It was really fun. They have um art artists who have drawn on um canvas. Disney pictures and given them the the color code so you could go in and paint a section mm-hmm. of this this artwork that would eventually create things like a, a Pluto a picture of Pluto or a picture of Minnie whatever and you just got to do a part of that and you know and they thanked you for helping volunteer and I mean, these are going up in children's hospitals right. as a mural when they're all done when everybody's yeah. painted them uh, it was a, yeah, it was a, it basically, you know, um, yeah. paint by number no, right. thing. Um, and, uh, we added our little part and right. that's going to go into children's hospital. Somewhere. Yeah. You could do as little or, or as much as you want. And it was free. And, and I know that, you know, people pay to, to have art drawn during some of the things at Epcot, which is great and it's fine, but here's something we did for free and it's going to help some mm-hmm. kids, you know, so that's great. They had some other uh, volunteer things that you could do, which is helping to assemble some um, school packages, I believe, mm-hmm. and things like that, you know, and, and so it was great that, you know, you feel a little bit more part of Disney as a cast member kind of thing and you're volunteering to do something that's great for you know, great for the community. So. Yeah. Uh, just another amazing weekend. It's our second D23 Expo, and they've both been phenomenal. Um, we cannot wait for the next one. We're going to get to go to Star Wars Celebration next year, and we've never been to one of those before. We hear those are phenomenal as well, but uh, we can't wait for 2021 Star Wars, or Star Wars uh, D23 Expo because, um, and, and as you can tell from the, the length of this uh, episode, which, you know, we, we tried to go short on many of these episodes. We don't want to. We don't want to end it. You know. I mean, right. you know, we don't. Not this. Not that we don't want to end this episode. We don't want to end our D twenty three experience because it's just been amazing. And that's considering we had one day where Michelle was having to go to urgent care because <laughs> you know she couldn't keep anything down fluids wise. Is she was you know. 
Um, so, you know, that shows you just how great this, this, this weekend was. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And again, very exciting and hope you're excited for a lot of these new things that are coming and you know, what's best, what's really great about them is the fact that they are coming out soon for many of them. And, uh, also we just kind of scratched the surface. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was so much we didn't even get to see uh, or do. Or details. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's phenomenal. And we highly recommend that when uh, it comes around again, that you try and make plans uh, to go. And if you have any questions about it, uh, please feel free to hit us up on it. And uh, next week, we get back to our normal episodes again. We're going to be doing something. We are actually inspired by the one day at Disney thing. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be Labor Day weekend. So we're, I think we're going to look at uh, Disney cast members and Disney jobs right. and uh, to kind of discuss that. Um, but like I said, we're going to get back to our normal episodes next week. But, you know, I, we still want you to follow along with us. We're going to be posting some more stuff from the D23 Expo through the week on uh, social media. I'm putting together eventually some sort of video that's going to include a lot of snapshots from the things we experienced as well as some of the videos we shot and put it all together as kind of a wrap-up video and put that on our, our YouTube channel. Yes, we have a YouTube channel, even though we don't do much on it. We do have a YouTube channel. Put it on our website. Put it on lots of different stuff. Um, but, you know, we are just want to share more of this with you because it just was an amazing experience. Oh, man. Yeah, you did pretty well today. Just edit me out of that. Nah, you're fine. <laughs> Agreed. So, uh, yes. <laughs> so uh, that's it. We've gone way too long in this episode. We do eventually have to say goodbye to D23 Expo 2019 and look forward to tw- D23 Expo 2021. So please follow us on social media, on Twitter, at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you have any questions about any of the stuff we've talked about, what we've experienced, Uh, If you want to talk about anything in general about this show, please hit us up on our Gmail account, HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com. Right. And if you want to see some more artwork or pictures that you haven't seen maybe on social media, we'll be glad to send you those too. Right. For sure. So that's it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us for this whole mini series, even though this episode is more of a maxi series episode. But we look forward to getting back with you and getting back to our normal schedule again next week. But until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.